And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard, episode 381. We're coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. My name is Tom Harris. Welcome along to the show. And yes, this week I am back from Michigan. Yay! You guys wouldn't have noticed a gap. You wouldn't have even known I was gone if I hadn't said something last episode. But yeah, I'm back from Michigan. I had a great time in Michigan. Nice distancing time out in the woods and in the porcupine mountains and just kind of traveling around and seeing what I can see. Saw a lot of lighthouses and a lot of beaches. I kind of went around the edges of Michigan, so that was kind of cool. I had great weather almost the entire time I was up there. First three days was a little bit of rainy and drizzle, but after that, amazing. Beautiful fall colors in the UP. And yeah, I'd like to think that I have a certain amount of pull with a certain, you know, thunder god that maybe he brought me nice weather while I was traveling. But now I am back in Chicago and back to my regular recording schedule. So this week, as promised, we are changing directions and we are going somewhere that I've been teasing that I'm going to do for a long time. But now is the time. So sit back in your chair as we start our coverage of Thor Volume Three. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder, mighty Thor. So before we get started, I just wanted to do a little recap of what had gone on before, because this is important. This is an all-new continuity starting here we'd had i guess a canonical thor run the basically the marvel age of comics run where we had everything from lee kirby up into the uh you know the deconstruction of the entire marvel universe everything kind of started over from number one this is when the legacy numbering thing stopped being a thing it became a thing later uh, continuing on in this in this uh, run but they were kind of, they had to get away from the uh, extreme 90s and the early 2000s and things that didn't work. And it, they just kind of decided, okay, we're going to scrub everything and we're going to start it all over again. That was kind of what Marvel had in mind. I'd say it was like Crisis of Infinite Earths, but it really wasn't. It wasn't really anything like that. So we start out here with a truly iconic cover and that, of course, is by Oliver Koipel. And it shows Thor kind of leaning back a little bit. And he's got his left hand sticking out in front of him. The, the left hand looks a little wonky. But, you know, hey, this is an iconic cover and one of the most recognizable covers in all of Thor's history. Uh, but he's whirling his hammer over his head and he's got a very determined look on his face. We can see that he has a different look from what he has had prior and that was sort of the beginning of this Straczynski-Koypel run. 
Beautiful cover, I must say. We have what we have in the beginning of this issue, which is kind of a montage of the history of Thor, starting with a starry uh, space scene and the kind of the, the magenta-y, reddish, glowing face of Thor with his eyes shut, just kind of sitting there, and the caption saying, I have dreamed such dreams. I was a man dreaming I was a god. And, and this page shows Thor and the Warriors Three, and they're in a, a very dynamic battle pose, uh, very, very well drawn indeed. I was a god dreaming I was a man, and it shows Dr. Don Blake uh, performing uh, surgery. I have known passion, and it shows Thor kissing Sif. I have known loss, and it shows, I'm not quite sure what it shows, but it looks as though it's Jane Foster kind of running off in tears. I have known the stars, and it shows Thor flying through space. I have known failure, and it shows uh, Don Blake uh, covering a patient's face with a sheet because they're dead. I have known pain, and it shows Thor bleeding out the eyes. <laughs> okay. I have known war and the end of all things, and we have a huge battle, which I assume is what happened with uh, you know, Thor deconstructed or whatever it was called. Uh, we have Ragnarok going on here. We have Valkyries and gods, and they're fighting uh, against uh, trolls and giants, and yeah, everybody is getting kind of uh, bashed up. And then I, and then I, and we see Thor kind of dissolving, as it were, and we see uh, his face being merged with that of, of Don Blake. And then we went to sleep and went away and were no more. And then, and we have a scene here of Mjolnir falling from the sky, uh, crashing to the ground. And this is, as we will find out in Oklahoma, this is where Oklahoma kind of comes into the, st the Thor story, as we were talking about. I wanted to kind of cover the end of Thor Volume 2, but, you know, that's a lot of issues that we haven't covered yet. But the hammer crashes down to the ground, makes a big crater. We see lots of uh, the locals, uh, you know, trying to lift it and not being able to. Scene very reminiscent, actually, of the uh, opening scenes of the Thor movie, where we have people trying to lift the hammer and pull it with their truck and all that stuff. And uh, it says, and then, and then, and shows somebody grabbing it. There's a big explosion, and Thor comes striding out of the void. But it's not in Oklahoma. So we, we, we have shifted scenes here. We have Thor kind of coming out of, of the void and he's in a kind of a misty purple cavern looking place and there's rocks floating around that look to have like Viking, um, not runes exactly, but it's kind of the you know elaborate Viking knot work kind of, of artwork that you sometimes see uh, uh, in, uh, in Scandinavian art from, from the Middle Ages. And we have um, Thor stepping out and he's saying, who summons me from the void? And there, the caption says, can it be so long that you have forgotten me, forgotten my voice? It is a voice that cannot be, that never was. Once the Odin spell caused Don Blake to cease existing, the spell was such that he had never existed at all. Yes. And for that time, this void was all that I knew, all that I was. But what power remains in the Odin spell when Odin himself is gone? And we see a, a glowing, shadowy figure 
it's kind of hard to explain. But yeah, going shadowy figure is, is, is a good explanation of it. And it turns out to be Blake. And so Don Blake comes stepping out of this, this sort of purpley light. What power remains in the works of all the gods when the gods themselves fall and die and are no more? And we show a typical street scene, in, you know, New York or whatever, people just kind of milling about. And then just Don Blake just kind of popping into existence. When that happened, when the last god ceased to be, had passed from existence like a falling star, I was. Once we could not have been more different, you and I, but now we have this in common. We have lived and we have loved and we have fought, and we know what it is to no longer exist, to know only the void, but there is a difference. We stand in the presence of a profound truth, Thor. It is the reason that I am here, and more important still, it is the reason that you are here, and the reason is this. It is not for the gods to decide whether or not man exists. It is for man to decide whether or not the gods exist. And because you are important, because you are needed, your time is not yet over. And we see Thor standing there with Blake, uh, and there's a scene of like some sort of apocalypse happening on Earth, and buildings burning, and, and you know crowds of people just kind of laying there uh, naked and I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to signify, but there's a bunch of naked people around and they're uh, kind of writhing on the ground and there's big fires and stuff. And what if I do not wish to return, says Thor? Then stay in the void, says Blake. You make your life and your legacy a lie. This is the future that waits for Earth without you. If you are not in the right place at the right time to tilt the balance, you said you wish to protect mankind. Is that still true? Yes, says Thor. I have loved the mortal world. But I loved my own just as much. And we see um, scene here of, uh, you know, Sif and Beta Ray Bill. And, and we, it looks like we have Volstagg and Valkyrie. And they're fighting monsters. I would not again subject them to the cycle of pointless death and rebirth that is Ragnarok. We were at last able to make an end of it and ourselves with it. I would not make their sacrifice a vain one. You don't have to, says Blake. That's what you don't understand. The cycle of Ragnarok was what happened to you. It's not who you are. You did break the cycle in which the Asgardian gods were trapped. Your will is now your own. The future yours to write. You're free. Do you want to waste that freedom here, lost forever in the void? Free, yes, says Thor, but alone. The gods I knew, those I called friend and brother and lover, are dead. Are they? Are you sure, says Blake? If it's for mortals to say whether the gods exist, then I say that they live on in the hearts and souls and minds of mortals. They only need to be found and awakened. And Thor uh, kind of looks thoughtful on that. And he looks at Blake and he says, What of Asgard? Where there is Thor, there is Asgard. I hear whispers, a host of shadows moving. There are forces that do not want you to return that prefer you to stay asleep. They have heard us, says Thor. Yes, if it matters enough to you to serve humanity, to breathe the air, to live again, if you were at long last tired of death and willing to fight your way back to life, to find that which gave your life meaning, then you will succeed. How came you to know all this, says Thor? Because while you may be new here, I have walked in the void of non-existence for a long time, and I have seen far more than I can ever tell you because I know your heart. 
And because you see in this place, in this time, in this moment, we are both children of Mjolnir. And there's these uh, monsters kind of rising up from out of the ground and they appear a bit threatening <laughs> and they're uh, getting ready to attack Thor and Thor is just kind of standing in the middle of them. And I should mention uh, Thor here, he's dressed in just a very short tunic type of, of garment, no pants, uh, but basically it's just a, basically a tunic to keep him from being naked. He's being surrounded by these uh, weird monsters, not really troll-like or giant-like as we have seen them in the past, but they're more just, yeah, weird misshapen things. And they start to attack Thor, and the caption says, and birth like death comes only through great pain. And we see Thor uh, fighting these things, and he's just you know, fighting them with his fists because he doesn't have anything else. Does it matter enough to you to serve humanity, to breathe the air, to live again? Are you at last tired of death, that which gave your life meaning, and willing to find? Crack a boom! So we have uh, Thor fighting these monsters, and uh, during this time, he sees the hammer just kind of sitting in the middle of it. He grabs the hammer. There's a giant explosion of lightning, sends all these monsters going. And we have Thor just standing there in his full battle armor. Well, full battle armor, I'd say. It's, it's, a, it's a new costume for him at this point. It's, it's kind of this new look that started with Thor Volume 3. He's got the sort of traditional-ish helmet, except it has like a little nose piece coming down in front. The, uh, like the circles on the front now look like they're made of metal instead of just like light blue cloth. Um, and two of them are actually holding his cape in place, and the arms look more like a, a scale mail than, you know, than, than the bare arms that he used to have in the past. So this is basically the Oliver Koypel design of Thor that we're kind of accustomed to seeing from this point forward for a few years. And uh, Thor is standing in the middle of this uh, big lightning after everybody has been thrown aside, and he is uh, saying, I am Thor, son of Odin. God of thunder, who commands the lightning and the storm. I am Thor, and I wish to live. And uh, he's holding out the hammer, and there's lightning pouring off of it. And uh, the caption says, to live and breathe and fight again. And we shift scenes, and we are most decidedly back on Earth. And in fact, we are in, uh, looks like Oklahoma. And we have a guy who's kind of walking along the side of the road and he has a, a stick in his hand that he has picked up off the ground. And uh, this, I am led to believe, is Don Blake. And he's kind of walking along this desolate highway in the middle of nowhere. The kind of uh, gently rolling hills that I don't remember ever seeing in Oklahoma. I, I always think of Oklahoma as being really flat. But anyway... Is uh, walking along a, a freeway and he's using this as a um, like a walking stick, and we see that he has entered a small town, and uh, he's talking to a uh, very short, stout woman, actually sitting behind the uh, the uh, desk of a very small hotel. He says, "I'd like to rent a room, please." Sure thing. Lots of rooms available this time of year. Well, I reckon that's pretty much the case every time of year. Truth to tell. How long are you planning to be with us? I don't know yet. Could be a long time, says Blake. 
Oh, that's nice. Always good to have new people in town long enough so they stop just being new and just become people. Where on earth did I... Oh, here it is. Lord knows I'd lose my head if it wasn't zippered on and still under warranty. And you are? Dr. Donald Blake, says Blake. Oh, a doctor, isn't that nice? We haven't had a doctor in here for a long time. Mrs. Fanady in 212 kept bothering him about her arthritis. Drove him clear out. And uh, we see a little bit of how this is, is decorated. They, you know, there's lots of tchotchkes and dolls and postcards up on the, on the wall and old pictures and stuff. Bring any baggage with you? Tons, says Blake. Well, if you need any help, you let me know. Can I see some ID? And uh, he says, you're in luck. You see, I recently lost my ID. And it took a long time, but I finally got it back. And he flashes a, a New York driver's license at her. Oh, well, that's good. I just hate it when that happens. New York? Well, that's a long way from Oklahoma. You here on business or just wanted to get away? Well, you picked the right place. I can't think of any place more away than this. Here you go. Room 216, just up the stairs to your right. If you need anything, just call. My name's Beth Sooner. You can remember it because if I call you, I'm always there sooner or later. And he signs in the book, and he gets the key, and he goes, Thanks. I'm afraid there's no air conditioning, she says. Just a fan in the room. Should cool off come evening, though. Weatherman says we're expecting a thunderstorm. I wouldn't be at all surprised, says Blake, and he gets into his tiny little hotel room, and you can see that it's a very much a cheap hotel room, uh, you know, with overloaded electrical sockets, you get a mini fridge and an old-fashioned TV, and a very Spartan kind of uh, hotel room. And he sits on the bed and picks up the stick, and he bangs it once on the ground. There's a giant bracadoom, and the big thing of lightning comes down. And that is the end of the issue where we have the credits. J. Michael Straczynski was the writer. Oliver Koypel was the penciler. Mark Morales was the inker. Laura Martin was the colorist. Chris Iliopoulos was the letter. Alejandro Arbona was the assistant editor. Warren Simons was the editor. Joe Quesada was the editor-in-chief. And Dan Buckley was the publisher. And that is Thor number one. And we'll be talking about this issue right after this message. Hey, I'm Jen. And I'm Sean. We're here to tell you about our podcast, Worst Collection Ever. And this is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence. And it just happens to belong to us. We have some of the worst comics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. They're bad. They don't, Terrible. They're not worth anything. No good. Why do we Very own them? Bad. I own a number of issues of Terror, Inc. and Guy Gardner. Basically, we go around to local comic book stores and we buy everything we can out of dollar boxes. We tell you about the weird stuff in them. We tell you about stuff that's related to them. We go into tangents and we're very uninformed. So, oh my god, totally. But totally check out our podcast because you'll hear us just talk and joke about Marvel books and DC books from God only knows when. That's right. It's our show, Worst Collection Ever, every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Download, rate, subscribe, tell a friend. It'll be good and terrible, but good. And we're back. So let's talk about the issue. Um, 
yeah, before I tell you what I think about it, let me tell you what I think is going on. Um, obviously, this is a point after the Marvel disassembled event where everything just got taken apart and they killed a bunch of characters off and yeah, they changed everything around and then they, they decided, okay, we're going to get a fresh start. We're going to bring everything together. We're going to you know, launch all these people in their new titles. And I can understand why they did that. It was the beginning of the 2000s. We'd had the extreme 90s, which kind of made everything crap. And now they're kind of pulling their way out of it. Now, we saw the beginning of this in the last Thor book, which we haven't really covered the end of yet. Um, and who knows if we're going to get to it or not. But um, we have the Thor Volume 2 continuity with the King of Thor. They kind of, I don't know, written themselves into a corner I don't know if that's exactly the right word for it, but a lot of change going on in, in the Marvel Universe at this time. Now comes J. Michael Straczynski, who is better known as a TV writer and a movie writer. And basically, he writes screenplays, not so much comics. And I seem to recall that there were a lot of deadline issues with this series, particularly in the beginning. Uh, where we had Straczynski missing deadlines, there'd be a big delay between the issues, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to wait, that I can actually access the issues right away. And I, you, know, you don't have to wait months and months between, between issues like the people did when they were reading this live. But um, I will say that uh, I think that this first issue, at least story-wise, is, is very well told. I think that he's using a lot of these cinematic devices to do simultaneous scenes or cutting back and forth between things that happened in the past, things that are going on today, when it's being narrated basically by Don Blake. Now, interestingly enough, all this Don Blake stuff is kind of a just great, big, juicy old retcon. Because as I understand it, and we've covered this issue you know, in the past, uh, during the Simonson run where Don Blake was just kind of laid to rest. Um, you know, Blake was never a real person, at least not traditionally, as you know, he was a, a persona that was created by Odin. He put Thor in this, basically this puppet body to teach him humility but Don Blake was never an actual person. Now we had, you know, Jake Olson, we had Eric Masterson. Those are both real characters, or real people, I should say. They're all, they're all real characters, aren't they? But those two in particular were real people who were forced to share an existence with Thor under different circumstances. But here we have Don Blake, who is basically the invention of Odin. Now, to be fair, we don't have exactly what Odin did to create Don Blake. Maybe he did take a real person as his inspiration, or you know, maybe there was a real Don Blake. This was never explained in the past, but that seems to be the direction that they're going with this story. And that's okay. I, I feel like this works. Um, we have the, you know, this very interesting scene right in the beginning of Thor and Blake in this realm of non-existence, and they're having this conversation about, okay, well, yeah, what, what are you going to, do you want to be real or do you not want to be real? 
and that's a it's a nice meta moment. I mean, it, it is you could say it's a kind of a meta uh, thing where you know, they, they know that they're comic characters or whatever. I don't think it really reads that way, and that's not how I think of it. But I, I can see why other people could interpret it that way. Um, and definitely, you have a this very humanist idea that man creates gods and not the other way around, which I I totally approve of. Give that a big thumbs up. And I, I think that overall, I think the story in this issue works very well. The narrative device works very well. It's a little bit hard to read out loud and you don't have access to the pictures and you don't see what's going on. Um, I'm hoping that that is not so much a, a problem as we go further into the series. But that does seem to be kind of what is happening here. Um, the artwork is by Oliver Koipel. As you all know, I'm a big fan of Koipel, and this issue looks freaking amazing. It is absolutely beautiful. The artwork is absolutely gorgeous. I actually own one of these original pages in my collection, which is the one where Thor and Blake are talking, and the, uh, the, the monsters with the weird tentacles and stuff start rising up out of the ground. And uh, mine is the original uh, inked pencils, before coloring so there's no dialogue and all that but um it's a beautiful page and i think it's i don't know it looks really good in the book but i think that the art by itself looks really nice just having the kind of the bare bones on the page i really really like it but then again as you all know i've been a big fan of koipel since his days on legion of superheroes and yeah have really really liked his work then and ever since he's still doing fantastic work now so there you go. I mean, yeah, it's a, a good story, compelling story. It's very decompressed, so a kind of a very quick issue to cover, as we're going to find with a lot of these modern issues. So, you know, again, we're up for a, a run here of pretty short episodes as we go through this uh, decompressed storytelling. And, yeah, that's just basically the way it's going to work for a while. All right. So, that being said, it's time to wrap up the show. Hey, folks, thanks very much for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. If you have friends out there, uh, tell them about the show. Let's, let's get word out and yeah, let's get a few more listeners. It'd, it'd be nice to uh, start growing our audience again because we've kind of have reached a, a stagnant point, I guess you could say. But anyway, um, if you want to email the show, feel free to do so. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. We don't get a lot of mail, but when we do, I do read it out on the show. I really do appreciate it. And of course, we also have the Facebook group over on Facebook, because where else would you have a Facebook group? Just go to Facebook, look for Radio Free Asgard in the searchy box, and you will find us. And with that, I am wafting across the rainbow bridge because I don't exist and I am in this, this non-existence dimension like Thor and, and Don Blake. And uh, that's where I'm going to stay until next episode. So <laughs> see you next time, everybody. And thank you for listening to Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. 
If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>